Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Continuing our focus on Black history, this episode features three short poems by Gwendolyn Brooks. Gwendolyn Brooks was born in Topeka, Kansas in 1917. Her family moved to Chicago just six weeks after her birth, joining there the millions of blacks who left the rural South for the industrial cities of the North in the great migration that began during the First World War and continued through the 1960s. The family made their home in the South Side Chicago neighborhood called Bronzeville, where Brooks lived her entire life and whose citizens provided the focus for much of her writing, beginning with her first book of poems, A Street in Bronzeville, published in 1945. Her second book, Annie Allen, won the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry in 1950, and in 1968, Brooks succeeded her fellow Chicago poet Carl Sandburg as Poet Laureate of Illinois. In 1985-86, she served the same function for the United States. Today's three poems are taken from The Bean Eaters, published in 1960. They are vignettes of her Bronzeville neighbors. The first, the title poem of the collection, is about a married couple ignored by most of the world, including, apparently, their grown children. The second, We Real Cool, is about a group of teenage boys playing pool when they should be in school. The third, Old Mary, is about an elderly woman nearing the end of her years. Let's listen. Three Poems by Gwendolyn Brooks First, The Bean Eaters They eat beans, mostly, this old yellow pear. Dinner is a casual affair, plain chipware on a plain and creaking wood, tin flatware. Two who are mostly good, two who have lived their day, but keep on putting on their clothes and putting things away, and remembering, remembering with twinkling and twinges as they lean over the beans in their rented back room that is full of beads and receipts and dolls and cloths, tobacco crumbs, vases and fringes. Second, We Real Cool, subtitled The Pool Players, Seven at the Golden Shovel. We real cool, we left school, we lurk late, we strike straight. We sing sin, we thin gin, we jazz June, we die soon. Third, Old Mary. My last defense is the present tense. It little hurts me now to know I shall not go cathedral hunting in Spain, no cherrying in Michigan or Maine. Gwendolyn Brooks's poetry began appearing in the Chicago Defender while she was still in high school. The Chicago Defender is a weekly newspaper that was founded in 1905 as a place for news about black life, both in Chicago and throughout the United States. Throughout the first half of the 20th century, 
It published important stories, editorials, photographs, and other art and writing about the evil deeds of racism, particularly in the American South, while at the same time promoting Chicago as a place for black Americans to come to live. It was a driving force behind the first wave of the Great Migration that brought the infant Gwendolyn Brooks and her family to Chicago. Its writing had and still has a public purpose. The same is true of Brooks's poetry. It too had and still has a public purpose. It's worth thinking about what that public purpose was and is, for I don't think it was written simply or even primarily to convey a message, which other forms of writing can often do better than poetry can. Rather, I think Brooks wanted her readers to love the people of Bronzeville, and by extension to love all those people of color in America living lives such as did her Bronzeville neighbors. For her readers to love them, first they have to know them, Let's listen to these three poems again. Three Poems by Gwendolyn Brooks First, The Bean Eaters They eat beans mostly, this old yellow pear. Dinner is a casual affair, plain chipware on a plain and creaking wood, tin flatware. Two who are mostly good, two who have lived their day, but keep on putting on their clothes and putting things away, and remembering, remembering with twinkling and twinges as they lean over the beans in their rented back room that is full of beads and receipts and dolls and cloths, tobacco crumbs, vases, and fringes. Second, We Real Cool, The Pool Players, Seven at the Golden Shovel, we real cool, we left school, we lurk late, we strike straight, we sing sin, we thin gin, we jazz June, we die soon. Third, Old Mary. My last defense is the present tense. It little hurts me now to know I shall not go cathedral hunting in Spain, nor charying in Michigan or Maine. In the later 1960s, younger black writers, some of whom Brooks met at a black writers' conference at Fisk University in 1967, criticized the writers and poets of Brooks's generation for being insufficiently political, even insufficiently black, utilizing white European forms for their writing. Brooks' form did undergo a change at this time, though whether under the influence of this criticism or simply because of the changing times and a natural evolution of her own is now debated. The perception, though, that her poetry became more political is, I think, mistaken. Any politics worth pursuing must begin in love and remain rooted in love if it is to accomplish positive change. We Real Cool began in the love the poet felt for those boys. If we feel that love as well, and I hope you do, 
then we must ask ourselves what large thing, what political thing can we do for those boys, those young men? For they are still there, whatever that large thing asks of us. For that's what love asks of us, not what do we have to do, but what can we do? Gwendolyn Brooks wrote, We Real Cool 60 Years Ago. It could be written of boys living on Chicago's south side today, word for word. What needs to be done that has not been done? I hope you enjoyed these poems by Gwendolyn Brooks and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. If you think others might enjoy Fireside Poems, please let them know about it through your social media so that they might join you and me each week by the fireside. <laughs>